following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Welcome in and happy new years to all of our loyal sports scramble listeners and new listeners. Welcome in starting off the new year, right? With your sports updates from us every week. I'm your host, Chet. we got Tyler and Wade, part of the belly up sports network. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, hit that button down below and go over belly up sports, subscribe there. We're building something big. We're going to get it going boys. Happy new year. It's been like a month since I've talked to y'all. We've been traveling with Christmas vacations. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah back on our regular time and everything. It's it, everybody's got to take a little Christmas break, so including us. But the sports yep. world did not stop, so we got a lot to talk about. No, I didn't stop did either. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler was was churning along, getting those stories out. He's I always got the NBA content going now. This is this yep. is new for us. So yeah, I've uh I pulled up the you know the YouTube studio. I was like, let's see how we were going during the holiday. Tyler does not stop. He's rocking and rolling with the shorts, with the videos, of course, all the playoff help. Uh, congratulations, Matty Ice. I know he's watching. He upset me in the championship of our fantasy football Oh, yeah, league. that's the biggest thing he's got going on, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's also a championship. Well, it helped. it's helping him pay for that honeymoon. He's got that coming yeah. up in a couple days. So we'll be reunited this weekend. Um, Wade, congratulations. You won in our other league. Uh, took down uh, Mr. Chu, who's also most likely watching, uh, who upset myself. He came out of nowhere, the eight seed. Hey, Jed has got healthy, healthy and he took off. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a rough one for fantasy football. I was like, how, like what, me and Matt in, our, in the our championship, I was looking at it. It was like neither one of these teams wants to win. That's basically what it came down to. And then it was a Jamar Chase versus um, Joe Mixon. Final, he had Mixon, I had Jabbar. If Joe Burrow was playing, I would have felt confident. I'd have been like, no problem. Go ahead, Venmo me the money, guys. I'm not even worried. <laughs> uh, Mikey, if you're listening, you still owe me the money. Uh, but Jake Browning, not Joe Burrow. So Joe Mixon, of course. JB6. I think he scored two touchdowns, had over 100 yards, and the rest was history. Matty Ice got the dub. Um, and that's what it was. Or like our friend NASCAR Neil, way better than me finishing dead last. Hey, Tyler knows what you're talking about. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's a little shot there. Cameron won the toilet bowl. Gets the hey, I deserve it. Pick. I mean, I've watched you for a couple of years. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, that Tyler was, you You had a run for a while where you were always finishing on top. And that's what we were like, dude, you're the fantasy football expert. And then this year, I don't know if you didn't take your own advice or what was happening. You just never you took the to Tony play. Pollard advice, and Tony Pollard was probably yeah. the biggest bust we've seen in years. Yeah, yeah, I think where I went wrong was just going too heavy RBs. I mean, really, my only wide receiver that I could trust was Amon Ross St. Brown. Outside of that, I pretty much had to throw a prayer at the tight end position. Thank God I had Jake Ferguson. Uh, when I'm, and then quarterback situation, Lamar. It was MVP candidate down the stretch, uh, but whenever I needed him, he was not. Yeah, at the beginning of the season, it, I I think you were talking about benching Lamar for a couple games. Um, 
I what really killed me in the in the championship was uh Mr. Cole Komet just disappeared off the face of the earth, put up a big <laughs> old goose goose egg, zero to Taysom Can't Hill. Trust the Bears. Taysom Hill with a touchdown and a couple rushing yards, passing yards. You know, that would have been a difference maker. And of course, and the ironic Harris. thing is he actually caught a touchdown lined up as a tight end. So I yeah. would have actually praised you for that touchdown. <laughs> I went back and forth and I was like, look, Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael, they're idiots. They're bums. They're not using them how they're supposed to use. They're probably not going to use them when I need them. Uh, it was the opposite. And then, of course, uh, I bench Najee Harris. I said, I'm done with you, dude. You've been letting me down all year. The past three weeks, he's had over 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns in each game. So it's fantasy football. You get lucky to make it. I think making it to the playoffs is a skill. The playoffs are just absolute luck. And oh, you just got to see who, who decides to show up. Um, other playoffs, the NFL playoffs are, are almost set, but we're not going to talk about that just yet. We're going to talk about some college football news with our national championship watch party tomorrow night. Uh, what time to start, Tyler? You're going to kick it off for us, Jacob. Uh, we're going to be starting at 6.15. Uh, we're going to be leading up. Uh, we got uh, we're uh, hype videos. We're going to be playing that as an intro to get everybody hyped up. We got our college football national championship, Washington, Michigan. That'll start at 6.15 with the pre-show. Do a little pre-game analysis. Uh, Jacob and I will be kicking things off, getting our predictions and seeing who's going to win and always the national championship and then kick off 630. And we're definitely hoping for a better game than what we had last year. It was really much not to talk about. Uh, so honestly, uh, honestly, if this goes into like double overtime, I don't care as long as this is a good game. <laughs> hey, if it's any indication of college football playoff, which were, I mean, the, the committee got it right, if, if, if I'm being honest. Those were two great games between Alabama and Michigan on the uh, – you, did you see that center has entered the transfer portal for Alabama? He made that was the last snap he made yeah. there, and he said, "I'm done. I can't no, take this." No, I think this. somebody told him he's done. Yeah, I, if he's I'm going him, to Ohio State now. Oh, really? Yeah, probably to play guard. Yeah, I wouldn't snap another football. <laughs> that's like he's that's that's bad. That's bad juju. He's got the yips or something. Like I'm not snapping again. Um, but the Michigan Alabama that was. Great matchup that came down to the final play. Uh, looked like it was more of an RPO, and they had the little swing route to the running back, but the bad snap screwed that up. And then uh, Texas and Washington, why it started so late, who knows? I was asleep because um, I drove back home. Because the Rose Bowl, Texas. man, they they control this whole thing, and they won't move off of their 4 o'clock Eastern start time or, or 1 o'clock Pacific, and it just throws everything off because – you couldn't really play the first game at noon because that you're not going to get a good viewership there. So you wanted to have a day game. You wanted to have a night game. But when your day game starts two hours later than a typical day game, um, it really just throws it off. And it goes to OT. That was just the icing on the cake. Yeah. Well, another thing with that is the Sugar Bowl is in the Dome and the Rose Bowl is outside. And I understand it's Pasadena. It's beautiful in the sunlight. Well, what would make more sense to me is you start the Sugar Bowl at 2.30 because you don't see the outside, right? Yeah. And that goes four hours to 6.30, which in California is what, 3.30? Yeah. So that's like afternoon. You're about to get sunset in an hour or so. Like it end as a night game. Tell me what's wrong with that. That doesn't make any sense. 
it makes sense, but the Rose Bowl is very pretentious. And every four years, the playoffs wacky because they don't move off of New Year's Day. I mean, it could have been on Saturday, you know, but they that's how it rolls. Well, so. that it's typically New Year's Eve, right? But it, New Year's Eve was NFL. a Sunday and the NFL takes precedent, which in my eyes, it's week. What was that? Week 17? Mm-hmm. It was last week. Yeah. Just tell them to play their game Saturday and and Sunday leading up and they just don't have the primetime games for college football. Like they, they they could have been able to work something out there, but whatever. Uh, Next year will be on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Well, New Year's New Year's Eve will be. Well, they're Monday. at this. It won't be because they'll have like the first round be like the week before. Oh yeah, it'll be totally or, different. Yeah. So I mean, you're probably still gonna have the national championship on you know the second Monday of of January. Yeah. So you'll just have to stagger the. First round, the quarterfinals, and the semifinals. So, with the 12-team playoff, bowl games are pretty much meaning, meaningless at that point. If you don't get into, yeah. a, into a playoff <laughs> game, much. it's like, hey, why you get a possible watch? Yeah, I don't think they'll go. <laughs> I think the only meaningful game outside is the Pop-Tarts Bowl in my ass. Oh, the Pop-Tarts Bowl. The Pop-Tart Bowl and the cheez Bowl are the ones that have – and the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. We, we didn't yep. follow up on our request to Duke's Mail, but those three are the ones that got to stay. A Pop-Tart one was amazing. I, I was like, edible mascot? What are they talking about? I thought they were going to eat the mascot suit off of him while he was running around the field like the players were going to chase him. Uh, but the toaster, and every, that was amazing. And, of course, everybody loves cheese at bowl. You get the cheese that's stumped on the coach. It's always a fun time. Um, wasn't a fun time for Iowa, though. Tennessee absolutely whopped them. Oof. But – the uh, Texas-Washington game was great. It came down to the last play seamlessly. Uh, if that was LSU's DB swatting that ball away, he would have been on the other side of the field because that guy would have <laughs> been wide open, uh, which Matt House, cleaned house at LSU. It's amazing. We're also thankful for you, Brian Kelly. Also brings in the top recruit out of Michigan uh, in Bryce Underwood. So that's top recruit for 2025, number one recruit in the country and quarterback. Um, let's talk college football national championship. We won't preview it too much just because we got our watch party tomorrow night. But Tyler, what are you seeing here? I think the line is minus five and a half at Michigan. That feels like a lot for the Wolverines. How do you feel about that? I think that's where Washington wants to be. I mean, they've been the underdogs all season. I feel like nobody has given this team credit but myself. I picked this team to win the national championship uh, in the preseason. I'm not going to spoil my pick or I think anything. I might but, have also. Hold on. Oh, you did as well. Yes, you, you got featured in the Belly Up article. Uh, yes, so that's right. Definitely right on that. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely going to be a great matchup on both sides. I mean, the way that Michael Penix has been playing, he's been playing outstanding. I think that Michigan defense, though, Michigan absolutely swarmed Jalen Miro, got sacked like five or six times. Uh, that game, uh, Alabama just couldn't really do anything uh, in the passing game. Uh, so it's definitely going to be interesting if Michael Penix uh, can keep this going. It looks like Dylan Johnson, he got injured uh, late in the Sugar Bowl. It looks like he is going to be a go for this game. So that's definitely huge. Uh, but uh, really look at it. Your three wide receivers, Washington versus the Michigan DBs. And if uh, J.J. McCarthy, if he can definitely uh, have another good game. He had a good game against the Rose Bowl, against Alabama's defense, but Washington's defense, uh, their secondary has been stout too. Uh, so if you're going to bet anything on this game, I would probably lean towards the over because I think that both of these offenses might get into a shootout here. Oh, 
I would say if I'm a Michigan fan, I'm praying for the under because I don't think Michigan's offense is is hanging in a pissing match with Washington. I mean, J.J. McCarthy's a good quarterback, but they tend to run the ball more, and that's their strength, which means clock is ticking. And Washington, I hate to say it, but they remind me a lot of 2019 LSU. I don't. I'm not saying they're better than 2019 LSU because uh, they didn't blow out every team they played, but they can go right down the field and score in the blink of an eye. So that's gonna the big test is I think it's gonna be that Michigan defense versus the Washington offense. Can they slow them down enough to let Washington or to let Michigan play their brand of football? Wade, what do you think about the spread five and a half? Uh, I don't know if it's changed any, but that's what it was yesterday. Uh, you leaning towards that's enough points for Michigan, or are you taking that Washington bet? Um, I mean, I think it's a pretty uh, generic line, if you will, for Vegas to put out there. I mean, you're getting a little extra juice on the on the Washington side if you think they're going to win. I think this mm-hmm. is a close enough matchup that, to me, it's a pick em. I think these teams could play 10 times and each would win, you know, maybe one would win six, one would win four. So I think these are the true number one and two team in the country. So I wouldn't be surprised to see either team win by a touchdown. So uh, I think you just go with your gut. And if your gut says Washington, it's nice to have that cushion because if they lost by a field goal, you might still win your bet. Um, So I'd probably take the Washington side of it, but yeah, Michigan, they're going to try to run the football, but the problem is Washington has a very stout defensive front. Uh, They're a little bit more susceptible to the pass. So if JJ McCarthy can step up and make some throws, that would help Blake Corum a lot because I just don't see Blake Corum having one of his signature games. But on the flip side, this will be a better secondary uh, for Michigan um, than what Washington faced with Texas. I mean, they just had their way with with the Longhorns, and the Longhorns really had their way with Washington's secondary too. So um, I think if Michigan can stretch the field through the air, uh, they could they could take this one because I think the defense is good enough. Uh, but I just I I think Washington's in a groove right now uh, with Penix, and I think he. I don't think he felt slighted about the Heisman Trophy. I think he, he you know, respected Jaden Daniels, but he probably thought he uh, was deserving of that award. And he's really putting that on display right now. And he's shooting up draft boards. Um, so I like the hot team here. I like Washington. Uh, I know I picked Michigan before the start of the season. So congrats, guys. We, we did good yeah. back in August. <laughs> we know what we're talking about in college football, NFL. We should have credibility in one sport. Yeah. yeah, I think we put all of our eggs into into this prediction. Uh, I had a good fantasy season, but it was a lot of luck. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the hot team. I'm gonna flip to Washington in this one. I just like the offense a little bit more. Um, and honestly, Dylan Johnson's been really really good. So I don't I don't think he goes for over sixty or seventy yards in this one. But I think he provides enough of a balance to to let this team. Um, just move the football and not be one dimensional. So I like Washington. I would take the five and a half. I wouldn't take the money line just to have that little insurance for the field goal. Dude, uh, Johnson is a grinder. You put him in to get a couple yards, he's getting it. Um, and I think that's what, well, I don't know. You can say the same thing about Blake Corum to where they're almost on an even level. I'm looking at the stats, it's pretty wild. Corum's got 25 touchdowns. And you look at his quarterback with J.J. McCarthy, he's got 22. He's got more rushing touchdowns than McCarthy does throwing. So That's I, their I identity. Kinda, they just run yeah, the ball. That paints the picture there for you. Uh, 
Tyler, your over-under is set at 56 and a half, so that over sounds like it's definitely a hit there. And I like this. It might be under, though. Just if Michigan can kill the clock. Yeah, well, hopefully, I, I pray that we have a much better game than last year. We had a great time doing the watch party last year, but we were live betting whether the next play was going to be a pass or a run because that's really all you had at that point. <laughs> or a 10-yard gain. <laughs> or if TCU was going to cover the 68-point spread. Lose by 40 or lose by 50. Yeah, exactly. So um, we'll be – Come hop in the video. We'll have it live tomorrow during the game. We'll have the game cast going because obviously we cannot stream the uh, the actual national championship. We don't want to get taken down for that. We'll be having some bets. We'll be talking about what's happening. Uh, we might have some special appearances from our belly up friends. Um, so, uh, and hey, if we're if we're having a good time, a couple of beers, and you're chatting, and you want to call in, maybe we'll let you call into the show. I'll call in and, from the hunt camp. Yeah, Wade will yeah. be in the hunt camp. Call in. Uh, so maybe he's got Wi-Fi there. Maybe he doesn't. I I'll be joining. Don't after Verizon surprisingly has come through out there for me. So I'll be streaming the game on one computer, and then I'll be watching the watch party on the other. You got All that right. 5G LTE way. That's 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 an ad, free ad for Verizon there. If you want to hook us up with free cell yeah, phone plans. Yeah, uh, my coworker has AT and T and he can't watch anything. So go get Boom. Verizon. There you go. Uh, Verizon's the superior network, unless you get like Boost Mobile or something. I mean, I uh, little side story here, but in between talks, I've got Spectrum Internet right, and they upped my bill at the beginning of the new year, like twenty five bucks or something. So I called them. Because there's another there's another internet provider here, and I was like, "Hey, I'm canceling, going to this other provider. They're cheaper." They go, "Oh, sir, well, uh, we'll just we'll just take the twenty five dollar upcharge off. We'll just make your bill normal." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." Because you know it's a hassle <laughs> to switch internet companies. You got to return the equipment and sign a contract and all this stuff. And they go, "Why we have you on the line? You're eligible for a free phone service." I was like, "Really?" Um, they're like, yeah, you know, you can, we'll, we'll give you a free plan. Uh, and you just got to bring a phone, blah, blah, blah. Um, we use Verizon towers. Uh, it's not as fast as Verizon, but you know, it is what it is. I was like, I have Verizon. I'm not switching. Even though it's free, it's, I probably wouldn't That's even be able like to get cell phone services. Exactly. Maybe if I, if I had a landline, I'd put that in my house and use it off the spectrum. But, uh, if your internet bill goes up, call the company, tell them you're canceling nine times out of 10, they'll, they maybe will cut you a deal. So free life. I have a landline right because of my bundle. Cause it was cheaper to do that than to have the pay the extra for internet. So I don't even know the phone number, but I have one somewhere. <laughs> you get sports knowledge and you get life advice from the sports scramble podcast. Um, last thing on the national championship if Michigan wins, win or loss. Do we see Jim Harbaugh as the coach next year? Yeah, in Los Angeles. Right. Chargers. Tyler, what do you think? Uh, I just don't see him leaving, honestly. Like, go to the Chargers and suck with them. Like, you're starting to build a dynasty here. Like, <laughs> Michigan. Like, you know, look, yeah, like, why would you want to go to the NFL? Like, the Chargers haven't been good. Like, There's no forever. rules in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, he can send people to go film. Like, why would you want to leave Michigan, though? Like, you, if you win the national championship, you're starting to build something. You know, the Big Ten, Washington, we're going to see this matchup again in, in September when both these schools face off. You know, it's going to be a new Big Ten. It's going to be easier. 
uh, really to get into the playoff next year. Uh, you can afford one, two losses, maybe in three losses if your schedule is good. Uh, so if I'm him, I'm staying with Michigan. And if you win the national championship, you get the bag anyways because Michigan's going to throw you your contract extension towards oh, yeah. you. Um, if he's not one of the highest-paid coaches right now, he probably will be the highest-paid yeah. coach after this. Uh, Patriots jobs opening it up. Going to be – maybe. Not, not for sure, but it might be looking pretty nice. Um and then, I mean, you mentioned Michigan is a better coaching job than going to the NFL and coaching the Chargers. I think I would agree with you. I would put Michigan probably there. There's a, I think there's a tier of colleges. We were talking about this yesterday when I called them bums because um, the whole, the the stuff about Brian Kelly going to Michigan like that is okay. One dude that said that. <laughs> Matt that's Bascona, a lot of Moscona said nationally, that. like dude doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, are you kidding me? Why <laughs> would he leave a place where he's got he's got a ten year contract paying him a hundred million dollars? I don't know who the top paying coach is in college football, but I think Brian Kelly's entire Lincoln or Kirby. <laughs> yeah, so Lincoln Riley. I think that's who it is. Wait, oh, um, he's getting paid that much to go seven five? You kidding me? It's not fully disclosed because it's a private school, but I think he does make more. Um, But I agree with you, Wade. Michigan to LSU to Michigan is a fully lateral move. But then you look at all the shit that's going on. Michigan with the cheating scandal. I bet you that's not over yet. The NCAA has a way to to wait until the time is worse and they strike. Okay, Um, You just signed. The number one wide receiver, number one quarterback, number one running back for 2025 at, at LSU. You're building – And the quarterback was a Michigan lean at one point. Exactly. He's He literally grew up 20 minutes away from Ann Arbor. Um, you're building – you've got – you've been there for two years. You've got your coaches there. Of course, you got to hire a new offense coordinator, new defense coordinator, but that's kind of – a defense is his own choice. Um You've got you're putting in your system, right? And and you finally got everybody to buy in. Why would you jump ship to? I it might be biased, but I think tier wise, LSU and Michigan are in Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Um, you might could throw Texas in there, just based on like their history and and the amount of financial backing they have. Yeah, USC. I think those are the top tier programs, right? So why would you? Notre Dame, as much as they want to bitch and scream at us and on Twitter, they are not on. I think they have a huge history, but I don't think they're at that top level that these other schools are. I think they're one below. I think they're right there, like Penn State and Auburn. I wanted to have this discussion with Jacob because I wanted to get his thoughts on it. But I think Penn State, I don't think they've reached that threshold. They're still right under Michigan and Ohio State, in my opinion, in the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, but why would you make a move like that when he, I mean, he said he's going to retire. And of course it's slow news cycle when this came out rumors, blah, blah, blah. But that, even if they were like, if they held a little bit of truth, that if he were to go, that makes zero sense to me. Right. I think like, the timing would be too late for it. Like I get the premise of it. Like in a, if in a vacuum, I think it makes sense. Like, yeah, we got rid of these conferences and, their regional ties, but these schools still are in a, in a region and they mm-hmm. are humans. They do have to live and they had have, have family to travel to. So I get why he would want to be back in the Midwest. Maybe that's his deal, but the, the signing day stuff does not stop for anybody. And 
LSU had a late bowl game relatively, and Michigan's still playing. I mean, Michigan's so, playing for a national championship. That's yeah, like that's a big time to piece it together. Yeah, like Michigan's gonna have to hire from within if Harbaugh leaves. Like there, yeah. there's nobody to go get. You're probably gonna hire Sherman Moore if he does leave. The guy that replaced him for a couple games. The entire, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think that's that your would... really your only option because you're you're behind everybody else. You're behind Indiana, who just hired a new coach in your conference. That you know, like. And Ohio State just went out and got a new quarterback, and and you're going to be needing a new quarterback at Michigan. So it's the timing just doesn't allow it. Is McCarthy done? Is this his last year of mm-hmm. eligibility? Oh, uh, he, he was a senior, but I you guys, never yeah, know with these guys now. Yeah, uh, he probably I think for him it would be a benefit to come back. Just how loaded yeah. this draft class is going to be at quarterback. Yeah, I've heard of- rumors that that. Uh, if Harbaugh does go to the NFL, and it probably wouldn't be the Chargers in this scenario for this rumor, but that they're a package deal and that he'll want to bring them in, you know, somewhere like Las Vegas or something like that. Um, hmm. Washington his, or something. Take care of his own. I mean, Harbaugh is a very big vocal point in NIL front. I watched one of his interviews uh, from the media coverage yesterday. That's He harped on that, on the players getting the correct compensation. Um, so I don't think he's one of those coaches that don't want to deal with it, right? Like he he is encouraging it. So that's another factor in the decision, um, and that plays into recruiting. If I'm him, I'm staying at Michigan, you know, because like we just listed, they're one of the top-tier teams in football. They're kind of on a brainstorm of a dynasty, maybe. They're not winning every year, but they're getting there. So that's something. Um, they're beating Ohio State. That's the rival, right? That They're making that happen. They're beating Penn State. Um, it just wouldn't make any sense to go try to rebuild an NFL team. I know he's coached in the NFL in the past, but, like, why? I mean, he's old. Why go do that to yourself, you know? Like, sail off into the sunset. Like, Brian Kelly's going to do it at LSU. So that's all I got to say about that. Um, you said uh, – Ohio State got a new quarterback. That's Will Howard transferring from K-State to Ohio State. That should be interesting with Ryan Day and what he does. Um, Tyler, what's this note about new information coming tomorrow on uh, EA Sports football? Yeah, so it was reported first reported by 24-7 Sports uh, that uh, we haven't heard about from EA Sports in quite some time. Last time we heard about them was it coming back and then whenever it was delayed to this summer uh but 24 7 sports is reporting that tomorrow coinciding with the national championship we're going to get some more details and who knows what that could be could that be release date i doubt it's going to be a trailer usually the sports game like EA sports won't we probably won't get like a full gameplay trailer until the spring uh but I'm hoping there's going to be at least something uh, during the national championship. Uh, so Jacob and I, uh, because if that comes up, like if we see a commercial pop up, we're just going to go absolutely bonkers. Oh yes. Uh, college football, NCAA college football is amazing. Like yeah. we're going to have to put the national championship on pause and like spend an hour just talking about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It'd be fun to get a little online dynasty thing going road to the Heisman like they used to have where you had to like go to class. Everybody's going to take over a one-star team or yes. a two-star. Uh, a low tier, like a Penn State. Uh, a little <laughs> shot at Jacob there. But that I saw they, they worked on an NIL deal where each player will get $500, which, hey, you're in a video game. What what more do you want, right? Like, Except um, for the, the – so like Air Force, Army, and Navy, they can't technically. Well, that makes sense. Federally employed. 
yeah, they're they are a uh, military school that I guess that makes sense, right? Uh, but although when they were fighting, they took them to court about getting more than five hundred. At that point, it's like, dude, you're in a video game. Like you don't, in literally, <laughs> literally don't have to do anything for this game. Like, come on. I think it's all a part of the agreements they sign with their schools, NIL stuff. Like the school can, all the licensing is done through the school. Mm-hmm. And the school reaches an agreement with the players, and that's why they get whatever that baseline amount is. You know, I'm not talking what Caleb Williams is getting, but somewhere in that three million dollars a year he's getting is, you know, twenty grand from the school or something for the the right to put him in a video game, the right to put his head on a stadium cup, the right to put his head on a billboard. Right. That that's where it's coming. What from. a so I think who, it's good. Who do y'all think is going to be the cover uh, athlete? I think if Shadur comes back, it's going to be him. Just for the oh. publicity, like they might just put like Deion Sanders and him on the cover just because like, Deion riding a buffalo. <laughs> what and Shadur throwing, you know, doing his little flex thing. With his yeah, back. if he comes, if Shadur comes back, I would not be shocked if he's on the cover. That'd be tragic. It Wait, would be tragic because they went what like four and eight this season. Uh, but if I had a vote, it'd be like I don't know, like Quinn Ewers, somebody like that. Jane Dan, I like, or like, what Cameron's going to be that if there's room to split all the national cha- not the national, the Heisman, Heisman winners. But I told him, how the hell are you going to fit all that on one cover? They paid him a lot of money. What do you think? Uh, my initial thought was Jaden Daniels because historically you went with a player that had gone pro because then you could pay them to be on the cover. There you go. But that's not an issue anymore. So I could see him wanting to usher in this new era with somebody that is coming back that will be in the game Shadur sanders is obviously a popular guy quinn ewers probably more deserving um i don't know mccarthy if he comes back if uh pennix goes off in the championship there's an option too so yeah they, they might go with um one of the returning guys and ewers or uh or should i think you just put joe burrow on it it hap- it's 2024. We still haven't forgotten. <laughs> Best just throw them hey, on there. As long this is why I say as long as I can play with the 2019 national championship team, like even if it's ultimate team where I just build the damn team or something, I just want to play with them. You might be able to do the they used to have the mode where you followed somebody's Heisman career. You could do like Doug Flutie's career and stuff. So <laughs> maybe you could do Joe Burrow's career. That would be awesome. Complete the third and third and seventeen versus Texas. Yeah, it's like big highs. You have to go through you have a to do like moment. moments in his career or something. And speaking of coming back, I saw Caleb uh, Williams is still the number one favorite, or the favorite to be the number one pick in terms of odds wise. But it's starting to slip. Are y'all taking Williams number one? Uh, well, I mean the the Bears have the number mm-hmm. one pick, obviously. <laughs> After what I saw today. Heck yeah, I am. Yeah, with Justin I think he's Fields. going number one, but it might not be Chicago. It might be Washington just moving up one spot. It might be like a Houston and Carolina situation that we saw last year. Oh, I bet you uh, Carolina. That's why their owner's throwing drinks at people. He's so pissed off that he drafted Bryce Young and not C.J. Stroud. I mean, whew, that one's rough. Uh, yeah, I- Washington's got a good relationship with Chicago. They made a trade earlier this year for Montez Sweat. And I could see them making an investment. They could, you know, they already have a veteran like Terry McLaurin, but maybe they give them 
maybe they give him scary Terry and, and try to build around Jahan Dotson with the new quarterback or something. But I think there's some talent there they could package in with the picks and uh, make that move. Yeah, I just William. Everybody talks, you know, Williams, great athlete. Watch the play. Obviously, he's got it, but it's just like he had that great year, the Heisman year, and then I guess he just didn't care anymore. Kind of felt, you know, this year obviously wasn't like last year. Uh, but you look at a guy like Michael Penix, and it's like, how do you not draft him number one? You know, yeah. It's some like, yeah, he didn't win the highs. Injuries, maybe injury history that he's had. That is true. Injury history. He's a little older. Yeah, yeah he's gonna um, be what like twenty five in his rookie yeah. season. It's pretty yeah. much like a Burrow situation, but look at Burrow. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, Burrow's been bit with the injury bug, which I guess yeah. you can't really say twenty five is old, but I guess in a difference of Caleb Williams will be what twenty two. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's. So. I think he came out in the same class as um, DJU, and those guys were kind of like Trevor Lawrence and, and Justin Fields in their own right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can definitively say that Caleb Williams had that much better of a college career than Justin Fields. Like, what makes him some proven deal? I mean, that's what I don't. Did anybody have doubts about Justin Fields coming out of college, other than they thought he was too mobile? Like, dude was pretty good prospect. But look how he's turned out now. Some yeah. guys just don't pan out, is what I'm saying. Like, why? I don't know if you can just definitively say he's going to be better, but you also can't play the safe pick. If if you know Fields isn't your guy, you got to go with – got to give him a shot. Yeah, I mean, you could restart, pick a new quarterback like Caleb Williams, and that resets that rookie quarterback extension. You know, obviously Justin Fields is one of, going to want to get a new contract here. I think his deal ends next year or maybe the year after that. Uh so that kind of resets that timeline to where you have to either pay him or let him go to free agency. I just I watched the Chicago game today because obviously we needed them to win for the Saints to get in the playoffs. That was atrocious. I don't know how anybody is a fan of the Chicago Bears or the Arizona Cardinals. I was like, what am I watching? I mean, that was rough. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, though. But I'm not sold on Caleb Williams being a number one pick. And it happened when he came out and said uh, the ownership thing. When he was, when his dad was like, "Yeah, we want." Yeah, that's kind or, of. Or, I'm sorry. Thing. The ownership was like, "Okay, that's wild." It was. It was the uh, when he said that he wanted to rework the draft because he's there. His dad said he's the best player, and the best player shouldn't go to the worst team. That that wasn't fair. And I was like. So you're telling me he's scared of competition? Like he doesn't want to be a – I understand you obviously don't want to play for a crap team. You want to win. But, like, you're the number one player of the franchise. You're the new franchise guy. You have to be mature enough to be like, yeah, I know we suck. Let's change that. Like a C.J. Stroud. I didn't – I wasn't high on C.J. Stroud out of the draft, and he's, he's proven a lot of people wrong. Proved a lot of, you know, naysayers wrong. Uh, <laughs> shout out Jalen Milrow. Uh, um but I don't know. Caleb Williams is the number one. Doesn't seem like a done deal. I'd be they if they let you bet on the draft. I'd be sprinkling a little money on Michael Penix sitting there, at like a plus two thousand. I think it's what his most recent odds were. Uh, so that's that's just me. But um, that anything else, college football, before we change subjects to the playoffs here? Nope. No, I think that's a a wrap. I, it should be a good championship game tomorrow. Looking forward to watching it. Yeah, make sure you tune in to the watch party, everybody. Hit that subscribe and that bell notification so you know when we're live. Uh, 
we're doing a giveaway. If we hit 300 subs, we're going to give away a gift card to Fanatics. That's who our stream is going to be brought to you by. You can use that gift card over on our link. Uh, get you something good for your your national championship winning team. Maybe hey, your Super Bowl. If you're a fan, there you go. Yeah, you don't exactly. Have to pay a dime for your shirt. Yeah, just uh, make sure you're subscribed. And once we hit that 300 mark, uh, I think we're only 25 away. So once we hit the 300 mark, we'll be doing a giveaway. Hopefully, 22 it now. Oh, 22. There you go. Uh, hopefully, it happens during the stream. But we'll stick to our word. If it doesn't happen during the stream, we'll announce it when it happens. We'll pick uh, pick from one of our lucky subscribers. Um, you got to make sure you're listening because we're going to tell you to reach out to us on Twitter uh, so we know who you are so we can send you the gift card. Uh, but, yeah, 6 o'clock or 6.15 tomorrow, Tyler and Jacob are going to kick kick us off. I'm going to join after halftime. Uh, maybe we'll get a call from the duck blind from Wade. Uh, <laughs> maybe some belly-up person. Maybe we'll get the hunting report. Uh, yeah. the we'll have Wade. Don't wash do away. His... It's going to be storming all day. We'll I know, yeah. Wade give his best duck call live on air from the duck blind. Uh, I'd like to see that happen. So, but yes, from the guy who's not gone duck hunting one time ever in his life. Nope. So, but family has, so I guess it counts a little bit. Uh, I'm saying me. I haven't gone either. So Uh, it's a little too cold for for my, for my blood. Um, With that, we hope to see y'all tomorrow during the live stream. And let's get uh let's get to who got that dog in them. Let's get that started. Who got that dog in them? Brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Um, uh, SeatGeek's the best place to find all of your all of your tickets. Uh, all of your yeah. You, know, you want to go to a sporting event? You got a national championship coming up? You can go over to SeatGeek. And you can use code BellyUpSports get twenty dollars off that ticket because it's a very expensive ticket. Uh, and you'd be kind of screwed waiting this long to buy it, considering it's tomorrow. Uh, but their friends uh, partnered up with Belly Up. Uh, you, they got basketball season going on. That uh, you got playoffs, NFL playoffs. What else we got going, guys? We got baseball starting up in a couple months. Uh, so you can go head on over to SeatGeek, use Belly Up Sports, get twenty dollars off. Uh, dog of the week. Let's kick it off with Wade. All right. Um... I think there's some spicy ones out there that y'all might take in the NFL world, but I'll give it to the South Dakota State Jackrabbits for winning um, the FCS championship today. They went 15 and 0 this season, so that was really impressive. And they were just really dominant all year. I watched them like steamroll Albany in the second round of the playoffs, and then I think they took down, they might have taken down North Dakota State um, in the next round, or maybe. Uh, um, Idaho but either way they were just really dominant all year long uh, they had two twin brothers at receiver that had like eerily similar stats all year they both had 55 receiving yards in the championship game uh, I think one of them had two touchdowns though so really good uh, team effort there wasn't one player that stood out to me as a individual dog but they won 23 to 3 so job well done South Dakota State What's up with the Dakotas, man, and the FCS? The North Dakota State, they South Dakota it. State, they know what they're doing up there. Minus schooling all their resources into, you know, into their programs. I think that the competition has gotten a lot better at the FCS level. Some of those guys probably could be playing for some of the regional um, FBS programs, but they opt to stick there for the state pride. And uh, they, some of them have gone on to the NFL uh, and done real well. Whoever that coach is, man. Just, just keep keep signing them. 
because they could they, form the new Pac-12. You know, with the Mountain West, they could merge and yeah, move and up. you could see a uh, uh, who what JMU right? That's uh, who came up into yeah, the FBS level. Well. Maybe that's the move there. Wait, that's Jacksonville the State as well. They were yeah. a really good uh, program, FCS, and you know the first year. It's not like it used to be in the past where like these guys were the leftovers from the FBS. I mean, some of them really just want to get out there and get to play. And and with all these games being televised, you're going to have film no matter where you're playing. Right. Um, so there's some really good athletes out there. And and then with the transfer portal stuff, you can always start there and then and, and finish your career somewhere bigger. So uh, look at Cody Schrader. He went Division two to, yep. to the Cotton Bowl MVP. So opportunities are there. It's really good football and a, a great season there for South Dakota State. Yeah, Jacob and I over Christmas break played golf with a guy, random guy from uh, North Dakota, I believe. Yeah, North Dakota, and uh, he was a season ticket holder at North Dakota State. So Jacob, of course, I imagine that's a hard ticket to get. Yeah, Yeah, he loves FCS football. I was like, I don't know what the heck y'all are talking about. Uh, But they sat talked the whole time, even though I beat Jake. Or we tied, we tied in the match play on the back nine. Tyler, who you got for dog of the week? Yeah, I'm going to go with a team as well. I'm going to go to the NFL, though. The Houston Texans uh, deserve this. Uh, just complete turnaround. I mean, they were the, the number one pick before they traded away. Uh, they were actually the number two pick. They got C.J. Stroud, which is looking definitely like a better draft pick than over uh, Bryce Young. Uh, yeah, definitely a great season uh, for the Houston Texans. And now they get a date of the number five C Cleveland Browns. And we'll see if, the, you know, Houston go on a little run here. Hey, the Sean Watson Bowl. <laughs> Talk about Joe Flacco for a second. I mean, what a story that is. The dude was almost going to be the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl last year if the 49ers made it. I'm sure you all have heard that story. Uh, he was waiting by the phone if they called to where he's on the practice squad for Cleveland, or the, I think it was Jets, then Cleveland. Um, and he's bringing them to the, to the uh, playoffs. I'd love to see them make a little run, but I guess my – my alliance lies with Houston now based on proximity to home. Uh, let's see what C.J. Stroud and uh, his, his new favorite wide receiver, Nico Collins, can do. I mean, first play from scrimmage, 75-yard bomb, touchdown, no problem. Uh, so I have two picks for Dog of the Week. One of them is not in sports. It's an actual dog. Um, I believe I saw this at the gym. It was on the television, on the news. I believe it was in Connecticut. A dog, uh, uh, the owner left $4,000 in cold, hard cash on the kitchen counter to pay somebody. Oh, hold on. We got a camera issue here. And what the hell is he buying for $4,000 in cash? <laughs> he's, he's buying a uh, uh, fence. He, he was fixing his fence there. Um, I don't know what's going on with my camera here. But I'll continue to tell the story. So $4,000, cold, hard cash, right? And he uh, leaves it out. The dog gets a little curious, goes up there, eats it all, all $4,000 cash. So he's got a dog of a stomach. Say he was money hungry. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. He's like some of these uh, NIL guys. And um, he ends up, he's, uh, you know, it's going through his digestive system. And they have been able to recover thirty eight hundred dollars of the four thousand cash wow. so far. They're still waiting on the other two hundred. So uh, I just want to know two hundred for uh, fees. <laughs> Wade or Tyler, would you 
would you go through that recovery process for four thousand dollars? Uh, you know, you can paint the picture for what he has to do while I fix my camera here. I mean, it came out solid. I guess that's why we have cloth money. <laughs> yeah, paper money. I thought it was for uh, the laundry machine, but the washing machine. But I guess it's dual purpose. I mean, if you can, if you can get it back, that's that's all you got to do. Yeah, kudos to the guy and the dog safe, and you can spend a lot more money, you know, just getting it surgically done. So I think it, you got to trust the process there. I'm going to here. I'm going to let y'all go for a couple of minutes. I got to fix this camera issue here. Uh, talk about uh, NFL playoffs here for a second. I'll be right back. All right. All right. Well, before we get into that, we have our honorary dog of the week here, Matty Ice. We always appreciate him uh, for dropping in. Jamal uh, yeah. Williams. If you flash back actually to last year, he was a leading scorer for the NFL. And it took him 18 weeks to get his first touchdown. It was a little bit of some controversy here uh, going into that last touchdown. Uh, but enjoy the hype. But need to let Miller step in as number two and let Jamal take a hike. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I was definitely impressive, Condre uh, Miller. Uh, the rookie out of TCU. Uh, so as Chet said, we're going into the NFL playoffs. Uh, but let's talk about that That's whole situation with, with how that game went down, you know, 48 to 17. Obviously, both of those teams, uh, you know, Atlanta, they're going to be the number eight pick in the draft. Uh, New Orleans will be the number 14 pick. Uh, but Arthur Smith, not too happy uh, with how that game went down. Wait, what do you see? See, I thought this was going to be one of our dogs of the week was going to be uh, Jameis Winston for audibling over Dennis Allen's uh, call to kneel it out and just end the game. But Matty Ice got us to that segue. So, yeah, I think the Saints were kind of the dog of the week, in my opinion, too, because they did not care what their head coach said. They wanted to get their their guy a touchdown. He had 18 of them last year and none this year. Kind of wacky. Um, and they let him score. But. Arthur Smith flipped out. He was already down by, what, 35, 25, and ended up losing by 31. Not big of a difference there, Arthur. It's not a good day at the field for you. I think he was just kind of upset with how the day went, and that was just icing on the cake. Falcons kind of choked. I think they were the front runner to win the NFC South there for a while. Uh, the defense was playing really well, but uh, they really fell apart the last couple of weeks and Tampa took over. So, you know, there's always going to be some drama between those teams, um, them and the Bucks and, and the Falcons. So uh, can't say I'm surprised. Both head coaches kind of look bad in this situation. Dennis Allen went to save himself instead of backing his players. I don't like either side of it. I think both guys need to take a hike. I think, honestly, if you're really looking at Arthur Smith, like, he did an absolute terrible job this year. I mean, he absolutely misused his rookie running back, B. John Robinson. Like, he hardly ever used him. Like, why the hell are you continuing to use Tyler Algier and Cordell Patterson when you have, like, I'm not going to say a generational talent, uh, but this was definitely the best running back of this draft class, and you hardly used him this whole entire year. You know, you got – I was like, literally, go back to the preseason. I had two running back, and I had all these guys. You know, Cameron was picking them in the first round. Chet was picking them in the first round because of me. So, Arthur Smith, screw you for misusing B. John Robinson this year. I mean, <laughs> fantasy aside, it's just not smart football in real life either when you have the worst quarterback in the NFL. You need to run the football. Tyler Algier should be getting 20 carries a game. 
and Bijan should be getting 20 carries a game and nobody should be throwing the football. <laughs> Cordell yep. Patterson should be throwing the football at that point. It might be uh, Jane Daniels throwing the football next year. Who knows? <laughs> so had some technical difficulties with the camera. I don't know what's going on, but we're using the webcam. So if you're watching on YouTube, I apologize for the grainy oh, we can't appearance. can't individual beard hairs anymore. I know. I, it's, I'll have to figure it out post-show. Uh, I like Matty Ice's dog of the week, though, with Jamal Williams. Oh, I like this uh, one, too. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to run up the score, don't let him score. Yeah, Arthur Smith, you're playing with professional football players, man. Play better defense. What do you want me to? What do you want us to this do? This is like when the MLB throws at guys because they looked at him funny. Like it's a sport. The idea is to score as many points and let up as few. Stop them. Yeah, just stop pitching, dude. Like, although the only time I really liked the kneel was in the 2019 national championship game when LSU was like at the five yard line, and everybody knows that we would have punched it in and gotten like 60 points on. I him, wanted to score. Just put up a 50 burger on him. Yeah, it was good to just. Have a little humility, but let them know that obviously we're going to score. Yeah, I mean, it's – I don't like how Dennis Allen threw his players under the bus after. Yeah, you got to you back your team. Like, I thought that no matter what, they weren't going to fire him, right? I mean, you go 9-8, and eight, you just barely miss the playoffs. Um, the Saints are a, a boys' club organization. They like to promote <laughs> and hire within. You got to get rid of Pete Carmichael and the offensive staff. But I was like, Dennis Allen, he's probably going to keep his job. And then maybe next year. This front office is going to be like, ooh, 48 points. Let's just hire them. Like, this front office is absolute stupidity. They're not going to fire him. It's just going to be the same old, same old. The Falcons are going to get better because watch. They're going to draft either Michael Penix or Jane Daniels, and they're going to be way better next year. Baker Mayfield was like a one-year contract, and they're going into the playoffs. And then you pay a guy who – you know, like Matt Miscona says, the no – what is it? The empty, 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 empty yards emperor. Yeah, the empty yards emperor shows up when it doesn't even matter anymore. You know, he has like his best game. The offense, of course, puts up 48 points when it doesn't matter. You need like the, the sorry Cardinals and the sorry Panthers and the sorry Bears to win. Like, come on, like, don't choke don't choke and gag away a 17 to nothing lead against Green Bay and this doesn't happen anymore. But now yep. since you won, doesn't mean any doesn't mean anything. You're gonna be picking number 14, and they're probably gonna be picking like an offensive tackler to then what you do. Yeah, that's that's all they're gonna do. They're gonna pick a big boy. We're not gonna get a playmaker. Um and it'll be another bust of a draft, as it typically is for Saints fans. Yep, pretty much. It's going to be some wackadoo, wackadoo from Canada who we never even heard of, and it's going to be a, some. <laughs> We're going tackle. full, full Bill Belichick. You take the or somebody dude. else from Ohio State because they love their Ohio State people, even though like two of them, like Michael Thomas, doesn't want to play football anymore, and you know Chris Olave actually showed up. He's he's an empty empty yards emperor, that's for sure. Shows up when it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was weak of Dennis Allen to apologize and to like, oh, I'm so sorry. Come, hold on, Arthur, don't run away. Like, dude, you should have just dropped freaking James to coach. At this point, I would, James should go into coaching. He's not playing again, if we're being honest. Um, and you know, the guy loves the team. He restructured his one year deal to make it a three year deal so they could save money on the cap. Which, Derek Carr wants his, to do the same. Derek, yeah, but he probably won't. Um, Jameis, it's smart on his choice because he knows he's not uh, going to be a starting quarterback, and he just locked up a job for the next two years. He said, "I think he had like a three million one year contract. How about we trust that into a million a year and make it three 
and I'll cut back on my expenses, maybe get some media deals in New Orleans because the fans love me. I mean, that's a smart move by him. He's uh, already got yeah. the house locked in at that 3% interest rate when exactly. he joined the team in 2018. Yeah. He's good to go. Yeah. And they, I, I he, mean, honestly, if they keep him, it's just not going to get any easier. Well, the schedule's already released. Like, you're going to be facing the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Eagles. Like, your schedule will get much harder. Like, this was one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. If you really look at the quarterbacks that you face, I mean, you face off against, like, the backup that the Vikings had. You face off against Joshua Dobbs. He was, like, the MVP. Desmond Ritter looked like the MVP for about a half today, and then the last time you faced him. Like, this was one of the easiest schedules. Like, you should have won the NFC South by not even close, and you go 9-8 and and miss the playoffs. That's a fireball offense in my eyes. But is are they going to fire them? No, because they don't care about this organization. They're still stuck with what Drew Brees did with this organization. They still – That's they, long gone. It's yeah, like the West long gone. You had to kick the can down the road. Those days are long gone, and you got to tear everything down. Sean Payton is cutting a quarterback who was at MVP caliber two years ago, which I know yeah. he sucks now. That's what the Saints needed to do. They needed to just clean house. Yep. This isn't working. I mean, it's typical in Saints fashion to show up and put yourself in a chance to make a playoff game, but you have to rely on somebody else. It's just the third year in the row they've missed the playoffs. Mickey Loomis, wake up. Gail Benson, just fire everybody under you. Just clean house. Move the team to freaking San Antonio. I don't care. They almost did. I'm done. I, Saints, I, I'm done. I, I'm Keep them here. Player. We need. I'd like to have them here, but they could clean house. You have a – 14th pick. That's probably good enough to get you Penix. And you think go he goes there. that far? He looked, he looked, I think injuries will probably knock him down. Like you'll probably have three quarterbacks go in the top 10. It'll probably be Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jane Daniels. Call it to going to Atlanta. It's going to hurt every dang Saints fan that's also an LSU fan because. Atlanta needs a quarterback because Ritter ain't yeah. going to do it and Taylor Heineke ain't going to do it, and they have a lot of young talent around them that they're just absolutely wasting. Well, they got to get rid of Arthur Smith. But That's I'm true. Sure well, they, they will know. because their front office is actually smart and can make a move that can, yeah. you know, change a per- change an organization. But the Saints obviously probably will not. So, uh, speaking of organizational changes, do we think Bill Belichick coached his last game as a Patriot? Uh I have no idea, honestly. Like, should they? Yes. Will they? It's like that's hard to pull a plug on. Yeah, that's harder. They might only with one of these QBs, like a real good QB prospect. Like, yeah, because Mac Jones and Blake and Zappy suck. Like, they if they had Zappi a quarterback, the season started. Yeah, if they had a quarterback, this season's very different. I mean, they are they a playoff team? Maybe not, but they're not a. I mean, they just have what, no are, weapons. what are they picking? Fifth? Uh, third. I think it's third. Yeah. third. That's get you a good quarterback prospect. I mean, if anybody knows how to develop a quarterback, it's Bill Belichick. Um, That'll be the test to see if he, if that's true, or if he struck. Get like rid of Bill bottom. O'Brien. I mean, that dude doesn't know, you know, anything. Uh, they, they ran him out of Houston. They ran him out of Alabama, and now he's he's your OC. Like, find somebody else, dude. Uh, I don't think he's done. I think the Patriots give it one more year, draft a quarterback, uh, and give Bill a chance. What do y'all think? I agree. Yeah, I think so too. I think they get 
the quarterback of the future. And I, even if he does leave, I don't know if I see him taking another head coaching job. I could see him being an advisor or something. So I think he gets his pick of the litter here and they try to develop. I think he'd be very happy to get a guy like Drake May. Yeah, I think that that would fit perfect into his system. Drake May is not really a diva queen like Caleb Williams is. I mean, and he's just kind of there. He didn't have a crazy good season this year, even though he was supposed to. UNC didn't do much. It's a smaller school. You know Belichick likes those smaller schools. Throw him in. So let's look at the playoffs here. Uh, the NFC is set. Uh, you got the Packers taking on the Cowboys next week, the Rams taking on the Lions, and the Eagles taking on the Bucks. The 49ers getting the bye. Who do we like in that Packers and Cowboys game? Hmm, this is tough, but I am going to go with Cowboys. Ball, man. Yep, I think that they finally get it done. I know that people love the joke about the Cowboys <laughs> in the first round of the playoffs not being able to win, uh, but. Definitely impressed with the way that Dak Prescott has been playing. I think that this offense uh, has been playing well, this defense too. I mean, Jordan Love is going to have to play an absolute game of his life if the Packers uh, want a chance in this one. I think that in Dallas, in da- if this was in Lambeau, I'd probably go the other way. Uh, but since this game is in Dallas, I'm going to go with the Cowboys to win this one. You agree yeah. there, Wade? The Cowboys have played really well at home all year. So them upseating the uh, – the Philadelphia Eagles goes a long way for this team. Uh, they'll get two home games so if they win. So I think they'll win, but the Packers have been really, really good lately. Um, and they're getting healthy. You got Aaron Jones healthy and all. So I think they just fall a little bit short. This team's really young. Uh, I think Dallas gets it done here in round one. I told Tyler when if the Saints were going to make it in, I'm glad we're playing the Cowboys because they tend to choke in the playoffs. Uh, hmm. I mean, the Saints had a chance to host a playoff game. With how this season went, they still had a shot to host a playoff game. That's wild. Uh, but I'm going Cowboys. I think Dak uh, has got this team in the right direction. That defense is scary. Give me Cowboys, take down the Packers, and move on to round two. Uh, Rams and Lions, the Matthew Stafford Bowl. We go from Mike McCarthy to Matthew Stafford here. Uh, Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff Bowl. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. You, know, you got the quarterbacks on the opposite sides. What do we got, Tyler? Yeah, this is going to be a really, really good game. This could definitely get uh, into a, a back-and-forth shootout. Uh, both of these offenses have been rolling. You know, you got – Nakua, Cooper Cup on one side, then you got Amon Ross St. Brown, and then you got your two-headed monster running back, Dave Montgomery, and also Jameer Gibbs. I'm going to go with the Lions. It's just sinful to pick against them in the playoffs. You know, this is – I don't even remember the last time the Lions hosted a playoff game in Ford Field. That atmosphere is going to be absolute nuts. Uh, so, I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game, but give me Detroit. Okay, I like it. What do you think, Wade? Oh, first off, I would just, I'm just shocked that either one of these quarterbacks is still the quarterback for the team they were traded to. I think L.A. threw Jared Goff to Detroit like it was a wasteland and he was supposed to start for a year and then get him to the point where they were picking number one overall and, and then they would cut him. But he's turned that franchise around. He's still pretty young. And I thought Matthew Stafford was probably going to retire after last season, but he's had a resurgent year and 
and uh, the Rams look really good. I'm going to go with the upset here. I really like Detroit, uh, but I just think there's something about this homecoming and Stafford comes in, and I think Detroit has a very good feeling about him as a, a player in their franchise history, but I think he's the villain uh, this week, and I think the experience pays off here. Jared Goff hasn't ever really been impressive in the playoffs. Uh, he does play really good at home, but I think the Rams get lucky here and pull off an upset. Not saying I want it, but I just see it happening. Tyler, did you you picked the Rams, right? So we got two Rams here? No, I picked Detroit. Okay. Uh, so we got Detroit and a Rams. Hmm. It's tough not to pick the Rams based on what you just said, Wade, right? They've got the experience. You got a man like Puka, and you got Cooper Cup, and you got uh, – what's the running back? Kyron Williams. How can you forget about him? <laughs> he basically almost won me a championship, Kyron Williams. That's a scary offense. It's hard to run on Detroit, though. I mean, it's going to have yeah. to be Stafford if they're going to do this. But I think the secondary is a little a little beat up. So that's why I'm going with the Rams. Give me the Lions. I'll do something different. I want to see the it. Lions. I want to see it. It's a it's a, it's the good story. They, they they were the team on hard knocks because they were terrible, um, and they you know they they've just gotten to a point where they deserve a playoff win in my eyes. Um, Eagles and Bucks. Eagles have been on it. I know they didn't play their starters today, but they have been on a downward spiral for over the past six weeks. Uh, this is a home game for Tampa, getting that NFC South win. Could have been the Saints. Uh, that this is an interesting one. You didn't. If you would ask me beginning of the year if the Eagles were going to be playing their first playoff game on the road, I would have said you're crazy. You're absolutely nuts. Uh, what do you see here, Wade? I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think the Buccaneers have been good down the stretch, but really their last two games have not been impressive. They only won nine to nothing today, and they lost pretty badly to the Saints. Um, besides a, what, like a late ninety yard touchdown by Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So, um. I like that it's at home for Tampa, but they had Dallas at home last year. That didn't matter. I think the better team prevails here. Jalen Hurts, I think he did play today, and he got banged up on his wrist. But that might be a storyline to watch. Um, but, yeah, I think the Eagles right the ship here, and I think they would line up with the Cowboys, right, if they win. Uh, well, doesn't it all get reshuffled around? Oh, yeah, I guess it yeah, depends it if be. there's an upset. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you let's see, so if they're the four and the five, right? winning, that is they would true. Go to San Fran, and then you, yeah, you would have an AFC, an NFC East battle, and an NFC West the battle. The two and the three, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with, I'm with you, Wade. I like the Eagles here. Tyler, we we all let the yeah. I'm with fly. the Eagles too. I, yeah. I think that the Eagles. I mean, I'm not impressed with both of these teams. Like both of these teams won't go far. They'll like the winner of this. They'll win the first game, but they won't win the second game. I just don't think that. Yeah, very very disappointed with the way that he that the Eagles just f- fell flat on their face. I mean, they got absolutely throttled today by Tyrod Taylor and the five and eleven of the New York Pick Giants. Tyrod. So, yeah, this is going to be an ugly game, a defensive battle. Not a lot of offense on both sides lately, uh, but I'm just going to go with the Eagles just based on – I don't know what based on. Like, I just think I'm going to go with the Eagles against Tampa Bay, but it would not shock me who – this is a – most coin flip will probably be like the worst game of the weekend. Um, in the AFC, it gets a little dicey here. Uh, you got the one seed, obviously, Baltimore. The only – guaranteed matchup right now is the Browns and the Texans. We we know all the teams that are in. Um, 
But Browns and Texans are the only matchup that's happening. So let's discuss that first. Uh, I like Houston. The young rookie quarterback versus the veteran. The Joe Flacco story is a good story, but I think it ends in H-Town. What do y'all think? Didn't we see this one and the Browns absolutely – Won this game pretty handily against the Texans yeah, a couple two weeks, weeks ago. ago. But Stroud was out. He was he had a concussion. But Stroud's back, baby, and H Town's gonna keep it going. I mean, it's gonna be if I have a team that I want to just go all the way to the Super Bowl, and the story that would be like, give me a Texans versus Lions in the Super Bowl. Just give me absolute wildness in the playoffs. Uh, but I think that this is definitely gonna be a tough matchup. Uh, Joe Flacco. Like, if you want to talk about experience, Joe Flacco has experience in the playoffs. Uh, but Even when the lights go out. He's I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud. Give me a home field advantage. I don't think that they fall fall flat on their faces again against this Cleveland defense with C.J. Stroud back. Uh, so give me Nico Collins in the bullets. Did you not catch the New Orleans lights going out during the Ravens Super Bowl? Oh, oh yeah, yes. threw in there. Nobody, they all just kept going like it was nothing. I thought that one was pretty good. That was a good one. That's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back what? What was that? Two thousand eleven. Yeah, it was way back. Now. A lot Ten of years. years ago. I still remember it. Jacoby uh, Jones, one hundred and two yard kickoff, and then the lights went out. <laughs> yep. Ravens had to figure something out. Somebody didn't hit an energy bill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, who do you got? Browns and Texans. Well, I, yeah, I think this Texans team is very similar to the the Bengals team of 2020. Uh, you know, they went from being one of the worst teams to winning their division, um, you know, but not being like the one or the two seed and a, a feel-good story team that could make a run. And I think they very much could do that, but I can't get that 33-5 um, to five win or whatever it was the other day out of my head. Joe Flacco threw for like 400 yards against the secondary. I think he can do it again. C.J. Stroud will make it more competitive, but I'm going to go with the Browns. This team seems to just, you know, be a team of destiny. They keep getting like hitting the knees and then they get right back up and, and win. So they're playing with Joe Flacco, their third string running back, and like a hodgepodge of receivers beyond Amari Cooper. But somehow they're here, and I think they at least get one playoff victory. Sorry, you're a Houston hater. You're a Braves fan, and I wouldn't expect anything different from you. Uh, um, all right. So oh, we yes. Brown, I love a brownie and, and we got a brownie and two uh, Tex-Mex guys uh, picking that one. Um, so these next four teams are all in. It's just a matter of who they're playing. If Buffalo wins tonight, they'll be taking on the Steelers, um, and the Dolphins will be playing the Chiefs. If the Dolphins win tonight, it's flip-flop. Uh, the Bills will be playing. The Dolphins will have a repeat of next week. Uh, the Steelers will be taking on the Chiefs. So, I don't really know how we're going to predict this. Uh, it's 14-7 to seven at half. Pick two of the four to advance. Okay. I like that. I like that. So, out of Steelers, Bills, Dolphins, and Chiefs, who do you have winning, Tyler? Which two teams hmm. do you have winning? Well, I'm looking at two of these uh, the matchups here. Uh, hmm. Uh, come back to me later. <laughs> Okay, right. I'll, I'll, it's I'll hard to do this. Like, why don't we just like pick one? Like, do like, hey, let's see who wins the Steelers and the Bills, Dolphins and the Chiefs, and then hey, let's go to the next one. That's what we'll put out on. All right, all right. If the halftime score holds and that scenario plays out, then go with those matchups. All right. So if Miami wins, Bills and Dolphins, I um, think the Dolphins do it again. Yep. At Dolphins. home. Yeah. Josh Allen, Miami. 
Yeah, it'll be in Miami if they win. Yeah, uh, it's hard to do it three times. And or no, the Bills won earlier this year, so this yeah. this would be matchup number three, the rubber match. I'll take Miami to do it two weeks in a row. Yeah, it's, that's something about that Miami team, man. Mike McDaniel, he's just out there like a little kid having fun. Uh, he's <laughs> he's he's at he's at work with dad for the day, or you know, he's just running around. Uh, it's just and they'll fun probably have Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle uh, playing too because they're inactive tonight and they're still winning right now. At least, yeah, yeah. I would imagine Mostert will definitely be back, dude. If they lose, they go from hosting the Bills to playing in Arrowhead. That's, That's a rough, rough. call. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then if the Bills win, they go from playing in Miami to hosting the Steelers. Like, it's kind of the same difference there. Yeah, there's a um, lot on the line for uh, that game tonight. For it to be the seven twenty game, and all the weird. Uh, coincidences on the NFC side with Stafford returning home, McCarthy playing Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not the best year for people that think that NFL is not scripted because why would it come down to the third, the Sunday they night football game? We're going to come back and we're going to well, have Tyreek. They, yeah, Tyreek playing in Kansas City. They uh, they changed, they flexed this to be playing oh, okay. tonight. Yeah, they, right. they didn't have the week 18 time times were not out until the end of last week that, that that's when they scheduled it all okay all right um, that's, that's better but yeah i i kind of get what you're saying there i mean tyree going back to arrowhead and then you got of course like you said all the stuff on the nfc it's scripted um steelers and chiefs if miami wins that's the scenario we're going with steelers and chiefs i'm on i mean i'm on the chiefs train i don't think the steelers are going into arrowhead when when in there no, I think as much as Kansas City has struggled, they'll find a way to get out at least one playoff win. Uh, now, if it's Miami going in there, I think they could knock them out. Mm-hmm. But I think in this matchup, uh, the Steelers get beat. Yeah, I have been impressed with Mason Rudolph. I mean, this offense has completely turned around. You know, Najee Harris has come to life. You know, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, like. Mason Rudolph, he's the future. I mean, you can forget about Kenny Pickett being the starting quarterback. This defense, uh, TJ Watt, who knows? Like, he suffered injury. A uh, few weeks. His brother came out and said a few weeks, two, three few weeks. weeks. Yeah. Well, if he's out a few weeks. Well, then geez. he's out until next year because yeah. they're not yeah. going to make it two weeks. Uh, yeah, whenever the playoffs come around, like, the Chiefs have been struggling. But I tell you what, everyone's going to come to life. Like, it's going to be the playoffs. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to go into – God mode, and uh, hopefully Travis Kelsey comes back to life. But ever since he's been dating uh, Taylor Swift, he hasn't been playing so hot. Honestly, like he's done after this year. <laughs> he might. Here's your up. question: Do you allow Taylor Swift to attend the game? Mm. Mm. Because at the beginning, I mean, she probably when she will. was there. When <laughs> she was there, he was going bonkers. Like the dude was having like all time games. And then she wasn't there, and it was like he sucked. But now she. I think been it's called being thirty-five and catching more passes than anybody ever has at tight end. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he fell sixteen yards short of his eighth straight one thousand yard receiving season because he they didn't he wasn't allowed to play today. It was coach's scratch. Um, under that, the longest streak by a tight end to have a thousand receiving yards was two seasons. So I mean, he had seven. He, not as athletic as like Julio Jones, but they came in the league the same time and they basically get used the same way. So, I mean, yeah, it's no surprise to me that he's falling off. He's not like a, 
a guy that was blocking his whole career, like Mercedes Lewis, who's still playing. So yeah. I think Father Time's catching up to him a little bit. But I think Tyler's right. They're going to switch it into high gear come playoffs. And yeah. I think probably win at least one game. I wouldn't be surprised if they're sitting in the AFC Championship um, playing the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to make it all the way. Baltimore just looks too good. Baltimore uh, does look good. They got the healthy quarterback for now. So, yeah. Super Bowl pick. Ravens, 49ers. I think I said a couple weeks ago, y'all have seen the graphic with the color of the actual logo. That's who's supposed to be playing. That's how it's happened the past three years. Ravens, 49ers. Y'all agree? Mm, I hate always to go with the two one seeds here. Uh, so I'll go Ravens, Cowboys. Ooh, Jerry's world. Get to the And the Ravens winning all. I think that the Ravens, they're just bulldozing everybody. <laughs> yeah. Wade, what do you think? Uh, Cleveland and Tampa. No, I don't know. <laughs> that would be awesome. The Baker Mayfield Bowl. Yes. Uh, yeah. Talk about that being scripted. I don't know. I like Baltimore for sure on the AFC side. Um, I don't know how I want to go on the NFC. I really thought the Eagles were going to write the ship, but they're really hard to trust right now. Dallas is going to have to go on the road at some point. That game will probably be in San Fran. They got their ass kicked there. Uh, so I'm going to go with San Fran. I'll, I'll match Chet for now, but I'm interested to see how some of these AFC teams look on uh, this first week. And hell, if the Lions uh, prove me wrong and beat the Rams, you know I think that goes a long way into me believing in that team too because uh, they would get to host a second-round playoff game too, I think. So. If they get a date with Dallas and what just happened to them with their not reporting and stuff, Dallas better Ooh. watch the hell out because they're going to be a pissed off team. <laughs> oh yeah, that would uh, that'd be something. Yeah, the Lions. Well, the Cowboys would have the home field against that, but well, they they had the home field. But, uh, watch out for the Bills too. I yeah. mean, shoot, the Bills. I think their first round matchup might be the the thing that gets in the way of of a run for them if it's Miami, but uh, the Bills, you know, they're kind of hot right now too, and I think that Josh Allen can go toe for toe with a guy like uh, Lamar or or Patrick Mahomes. It's anybody similar on similar situation with the Chiefs. The Bills will just kick it into playoff mode. So, you know, you're yeah. telling me Stephon Diggs is not going to show up in the playoffs. You're yeah. hot. Gabe Davis like, always does. Tell yeah, you that. Gabe Davis. I mean, come on. Playoff Lenny, he was activated today. Like, hey, he's yeah, be out you there have playoff Lenny on your roster. I mean, just got to get him on the field. Fresh legs. Yeah, exactly. He don't like the cold, so they, they better hope he's playing in Miami. <laughs> um, but that about does it for tonight's show. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for our live watch party and our giveaway if we hit 300 subs. We appreciate everybody watching. Make sure you hit that like button, that comment button. Let us know your uh, Super Bowl prediction. Uh, subscribe if you're not subscribed already. Uh, if you are you don't like to watch on YouTube, you can listen on podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. We're there. We've always been there. Uh, we're excited for a, for a big 2024. We, we did great last year in the YouTube space, so we're just going to keep it rolling 2024. Uh, Tyler's doing big things over there as our chief CEO YouTube guy. Um, that's his new title. Uh, and of course, Wade's going to be in the duck stand tomorrow night, so you won't see his. You might see his face. We'll see. Contrary uh, to what Chet said five times on the show, I will be sleeping indoors with the heat. 
in yeah, the duck blind. Yeah, with all the pouring rain, I don't think that he wants to go outside. Yeah. Oh, uh, but I'm going for lunch tomorrow. That's what I'm doing. There you go. Uh, we appreciate everybody watching, and uh, we hope you all have a wonderful new year. We'll see y'all tomorrow night.